Hey everybody, and welcome to On Set with Errol Koenig. I'm Errol Koenig. Today, we have a visual effects doubleheader. Data Wrangler Derek Lang and Data Coordinator Noel Chaput. I talked to them about their different paths and in breaking into the industry, and we compared and contrasted their roles on set. Just like last time, we recorded this podcast on an actual movie set, so if you hear anything in the background, you now know where that noise is coming from. Now on to my podcast with Derek and Noel. Hey guys, uh, we are with Noel and Derek, hey. um, the VFX data coordinator and the data wrangler. Um, you know, they both have pretty cool jobs. So introduce yourself and uh, kind of say what you do, you know, on a, on a set and stuff. Hi, my name is Noel. I'm a VFX data coordinator. I basically, uh, I'm a data wrangler, but they say coordinator because I take data from main unit and data from second unit and I consolidate them in a database and all the data goes from there to the uh, VFX artists in post-production. Hi there and I'm Derek and I'm the uh, data wrangler. Um, my job is comprises mostly on this, tro uh, this thing as a, a visual effects photographer so I'll take textures, uh, overview photos, um, photos for animators to see where the cameras are set up where the lights are set up, um, yeah, and I might help out Noel if he needs like an extra person to take notes or. Whatever. You raised your eyes and balls and chip, <laughs> the famous balls and chip. Um, so I guess on set, what kind of do you look for when you're you know collecting data and you know? Well, basically, my job is to get the measurements on the camera, of the camera so that when we go to uh, post-production we can recreate the camera posi position in digital space so that the, uh, the artists have more of a grasp because they, they're not on set with us so mm -hmm. we are their eyes on the set to give them a, an environment and uh, kind of tell them what was going on on the day, the camera movement, how far away the subject was, the tilt angle, uh, what lens it was. And so where Noel's uh, data is a lot of empirical numbers. Um, the photos help too because then they can actually see, oh yeah, there's the camera, there's the actor, you know, this is the texture of the building or the set or whatever it is. Um, so yeah, together, like our data, hopefully when it gets to post, animators won't cry and <laughs> they'll be able to put together stuff and be happy individuals. They'll, they'll still cry. Hopefully, Hopefully they, they don't cry, cry as much. That's yeah. our goal, is to make animators not cry. That should be everyone's goal. Um, so, uh, so you guys have both worked on a bunch of stuff, you know, before uh, what we're doing right now. Um, so, Noel, uh, you have worked on such, you know, you worked on Pixels. I did. Uh, which I shot last summer, just yes. came out. Contrary um, to the reviews, I'm still proud of that project. <laughs> and you've also done a couple things in TV. Uh, so out of all the stuff you've worked on, what has been your favorite? Well, I'm still fairly young in this industry. I've only been doing it for about a year and a half, but the great thing about visual effects is it is a young industry, and if you get into it early and you apply yourself, you have the potential to move along pretty quickly. Um, I worked on Pixels and The Strain, and those are my only visual effects shows this far. Within the last three years, I've gone from being a writer's room assistant to an office assistant to a cast assistant and now visual effects and I found you know I didn't really know what I wanted to do at first but 
I applied myself to the industry and the good thing about this industry is it's kind of natural selection. If you don't know what you want to do, um, people will realize what you're good at and they'll kind of help guide you into the job that you should be in. Um, if you told me two years ago I'd be working in visual effects, I probably wouldn't believe you, but uh, <laughs> now that I work in visual effects, I feel like it's I'm right at home. And um, to answer your question, you asked uh, what I'd been working on. Uh, I worked on The Strain, that was a lot of fun, but there's a big difference between TV and film. Um, I prefer working on film, it's a bit slower paced, but I still uh, enjoyed working on TV, except it's about 10 times as, as fast as Well, film. with TV, you're basically, you're on set, but you're also prepping for the next episode and you're posting for the previous episode. Mm -hmm. And depending on the production, I mean, sometimes they'll have multiple people um, so you can like alternate, but uh, I find that as budgets get squashed or whatever, mm, they yeah. just want you to do everything. So, no sleep. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I, for Derek, um, I guess the same type of question. You've worked on a whole bunch of stuff. You know, R.I.P.D. The Thing. Um, you know, The Incredible Hulk. Uh, out of those, what has you know been some of the highlights for you? Out of all your work. Uh, I think The Thing was probably for me anyway it was more fun just because uh the visual effects supervisor uh jesper and the producer steve of image engine they were awesome to work for like they before the thing i was like i didn't really know if i wanted to be in visual effects just because uh previous things weren't so happy or whatever you might mm -hmm. say and uh these guys were they just came at the right moment, and they were like, wow, they're really great to work with. I'd like to work with them. And and since that, I mean, they've gotten me other work as well, like for R.I.P.D. and Fast and Furious 6. So, yeah, it was a good choice to didn't, work for those guys. Didn't they do a documentary on you on the thing? There was this rap reel documentary kind of thing um, that the EPK guy did, Mikkel. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, yeah, because, and that was the thing about the thing is there was a lot of more hijinks on that movie. Um, the visual effects supervisor got me to wear this giant mushroom hat, and it was three feet in diameter, um, and it looked pretty ridiculous, I have to say. But at the same time, it uh, it kind of brought a lot of joy to set, and maybe at my expense, but it was fun and. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, when the uh, camera assist uh, guy plays the Super Mario theme when you're doing stuff, <laughs> and everyone can laugh, it's kind of fun. Um, she clarified that this wasn't just a regular hat. It was for lighting references. It was painted uh, middle gray, so you can get the lighting reference as you walk around the set, right. and you can apply that so lighting. The, the, and the way it all came about is because on the thing, we were on a set or a location that uh, needed safety equipment, so you had mm -hmm. to have the helmet, goggles, your vest, steel-toed boots, um, and so yeah, they were like, well, you've got to wear a helmet anyway, why not just uh, make a ball out of it? And of course, this is, you know, Jesper's supervisor, and, and of course, he's talking of special effects, and they're always known for their crazy hijinks, mm -hmm. so they're like, make a ball, why not make it large, <laughs> you know, let's make it as big as possible. And so, yeah, it looks ridiculous, but it was fun. Look for it online. Maybe put a link in the description. Okay, I'll try to see what I can do. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. 
Yeah. Um, so I guess let's back it up a little bit. Um, you know, how how do you guys get your start into the industry? Well, um, I kind of got into it a bit earlier, but I'll go over it again. I went to film school. Well, even before then, I as when I was about 12 years old, I got into photography and darkroom and you know developing developing my own film, developing my own prints. I thought I wanted to be a photographer until I was introduced to the motion picture side of it, and then I was like this is like photography but 24 pictures a second you know and from there I was like okay I want to get more into making movies so I went to media arts at Sheridan which helped a lot in some ways in a, a lot of ways I don't know if I would recommend uh, film school but I am happy I did it it led, led me to a lot of great opportunities and that's probably the, the best part about film school is they will help you find placements, they will introduce you to industry people, They you know, and you can get your feet wet. But really, um, the real test is after film school. After film school, you really got to dive in and be willing to push a broom. Like, you're not going to go immediately be a director. You're not going to immediately be a camera operator unless you have lots of money or you know somebody. And even so, I don't think mm -hmm. you'll walk into that position. Anyway, so I started, uh, I took a couple years off because I did think I would walk into a director's position and I tried to direct my own work. And you find that it's really hard and it's a team effort, this industry, and you really have to work together and everybody has to be firing on the same cylinders or else one thing can make the whole thing fall apart. And so I got into it as a just an office assistant and I just, I had no idea what I wanted to do. So I just, you know, put my head down and just worked as hard as I could and eventually people will recognize hard work and they will help you because, um, I don't know, they know, if you're in this industry, they know how tough it is to move along. So as long as you work hard, you'll probably end up somewhere pretty decent unless you really aren't meant for this industry, but that <laughs> doesn't mean give up, keep going. Um, so yeah, I worked hard as an office assistant for a few years and I just happened to work with one guy who got offered a visual effects job and he wanted to be a writer and he turned down the job but said hey I might know a guy and he called me and the rest is history he helped me with my resume <laughs> told me what to say I didn't know much about VFX at the time but he helped me out and once you get the job I learned a lot on the job it's one of those jobs you can't really plan for you can watch a bunch of YouTube videos and tutorials and go to school but until you see it going down on set and I mean it's constantly evolving visual effects every day there's a new technology so you really learn on the job and that's where I am today. Hmm. Cool. Derek? Uh, when I started visual effects there wasn't really a lot of visual effects jobs out there. Um, I was just doing uh, web work at the time, web and multimedia if you want to call it that, like kiosks and things. And one of my friends actually found this uh, job posting online. This is before the internet really took off. Mm -hmm. So it was like a news group. And uh, it was for Earth Final Conflict. And at the time, I was working, and I was like, oh, I don't really need a job, but it would be kind of cool because it's Gene Roddenberry, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, wow, you know, working on a sci-fi show. Um, but uh, I also, at the time, I had this friend, Daryl, who... Uh, didn't have work and so but he was great like he we we do like visual effecty type things just as a hobby mm -hmm. and so he had a demo reel and I had a demo reel and I thought oh well I'll bring in his demo reel to the interview that I managed to get 
um, with this guy and uh, showed it off and then showed my demo reel. And then they basically said, oh, we're not really interested in you, but we'll hire Daryl. <laughs> and so Daryl got the job. And uh, so that went for about a month and I was still working at the other place. So I was fine with that. And then when I uh, left the job that I was at, then they were like, oh, well, we need more people because all of a sudden like their company was expanding. So Daryl, out of guilt, basically, probably, and he's like, oh, and also so he didn't have to pay me dinner or something. He <laughs> said, oh, well, you should hire Derek because, you know, he's, he really likes Gene Roddenberry and sci-fi and stuff like that. So, so I basically managed to get in that way. And I started off as a compositor, even though I was hired originally as a 3D guy. Uh, but I basically did compositing for about uh, five years and then went up and did... Uh, some other things like coordinating and I actually became a supervisor for the fifth year of Earth mm. Final Conflict uh, getting nominated for this thing called a Gemini didn't win it That's but uh, cool. you never told me about that <coughs> well anyway yeah so but then uh, yeah I eventually got out of uh, post or like it was just because you know hours are kind of crazy and stuff and um, became a photographer so I then started shooting fashion was, there's a story in there, but not enough time for that. <laughs> so we'll just gloss over that. Uh, but then uh, I got called back in uh, because I was doing some on-set stuff, doing playback. And uh, someone's like, oh, uh, I'm going to do this movie. And weren't you doing supervising on Earth Final Conflict? Can you, you know, work with us? It's an entry-level job and stuff like that. And so um, I basically... Uh, said, yeah, sure, I'll get on that job. Anyway, that job was Resident Evil Afterlife, and it was kind of nerve-wracking, but uh, that's basically how I got back into it, and, uh, and then I've been doing on-set stuff ever since. That's really great. Um, so you did not go to film school? I did not go to you film did not school. Go to film. What'd you go to school for? I actually went to school for computer science, and uh, I was one of those guys that... Uh, basically for the thesis and everyone else was doing like bank software and databases mm -hmm. and stuff my thesis was doing a 3d rendering program uh, because even back then I was uh, as a hobby I always loved computer graphics like you know I was one of those kids by themselves in the computer lab with mm -hmm. like you know these cheesy antsy graphics and then Tron came out and then it was like, ooh, it's, it could be viable or whatever. But I never um, thought I'd go into computer graphics per se. It was just like one of those things. I thought I might go into video game programming. <clears throat> eh, anyway, one thing leads to another, you know. And, uh, yeah, it's sort of like uh, you just sort of bounce around and then you... I don't think anyone really plans on being in visual effects. I think they just sort of land there somehow <laughs> randomly. It's true. That's great. Um, so, it seems that we're running out of time because people are about to start running back onto set. So let's wrap it up with one last question. Uh, what advice do you have for a young student filmmaker? Ooh, that's a loaded question. It is very loaded. Anybody? Well, the one thing I would have to say is if you're getting into this industry and you think it's something that you want to do, really sit down and assess the situation do you love this industry do you love it enough that you're willing to live it it is a lifestyle 
you're going to have to sacrifice a lot of fun times, a lot of family time. You're going to have to sacrifice sleep. You're going to have to sacrifice mental and physical health. But the reward at the end of the day is it's a huge reward. A huge sense of pride comes with it, a sense of accomplishment. I'd have to agree with Noel. Um, yeah, you really have to love doing what you do. Don't do it for the money. For God's sake, don't do it for the money. I mean, money, if it comes, that's great. But you should do it because you love to do it. And, and that's also a key of getting work. Like, if you don't like doing what you're doing, and it shows, like, people don't want to work with people they don't like working with. Mm-hmm. And if you love doing it, then it's like, oh, well, this guy actually likes slogging through half a meter of snow to get measurements then great mm-hmm. you know so um and that helps like because it is a person industry you you're not in a little hole by yourself like a computer programmer you're in the dark cave well, actually we're in a dark cave here most of the time but <laughs> but you're with other people and if you can interact with other people uh well then uh, that'll be good for you and also, uh, yeah, if you're, like, screwing up or something, then, you know, people will be like, oh, well, he's a great guy, so we should at least keep him on for a few more weeks. <laughs> yeah. But if you're an ass, then you're out of there. Yeah. yeah. In general. Yeah, so, in conclusion, make sure you love it. If you don't, there's other jobs in the industry you can do that aren't as labor-intensive, but perhaps maybe you won't get the same sort of satisfaction out of it. Yeah, and, and the nice thing about movies, I mean, everyone loves movies. Because, like, mm-hmm. you know, you can say, oh, I worked on blah, blah, blah. And they'll be like, oh, wow, that's cool. There's that sort of magic Hollywood factor, I guess, that mm-hmm. comes with movies. You can't say that for washing toilets at, you know, rest, you know, some yeah. fast food place. It makes your relatives proud. That's, that's one bonus of this industry. Everybody likes to hear about the star on set or the time that you talk to the celebrity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Great. Well, Thanks a thank lot, you so much for uh, participating. Yeah, you're very welcome. Really great. Yeah, it was a lot of fun, and uh, hope to talk to you again soon. Thanks so much to Derek and Noel for talking to me about visual effects. And thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes and SoundCloud for all the latest episodes. And I'll see you next time on set.